0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sahlain and al hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhalayn.org slash support. So we see that there were some Noble Jewish men and scholars like Al-Mukhayriq who did join the path of the Prophet and they became a shaheed. They really sacrificed their life in the way of Allah Taala. But the vast majority of the Jews in Medina, they were very stubborn with the Prophet and they gave him a hard time every single day. You know, these Orientalists, they don't talk about these details. Okay, what did these tribes do? Why did the Prophet expel some of them? some of them, after he signed the document with them. I want to share with you some examples of how they would fight the Muslims, they would come up with controversies, and they really wanted the Muslims to fight one another. Safiya bint Huyay, Huyay, her father, Huyay bin Akhtab, was a Jewish tribal leader. Safiya, his daughter, she says, I was, very, I was a special ta- daughter to my father and also my uncle Abu Yasser, her father Huyay and her uncle Abu Yasir. She says She said I was spoiled, you know, they loved me, I was that special daughter to them. She says whenever they would come and pass by and they would see me, they had to come carry me, play with me and give me special treatment. She says once I saw My father and my uncle Abu Yasir passing by, and they completely ignored me. They were so upset, so disappointed that they completely ignored me. So I realized that there's something wrong. So they left, they came back at sunset. When they came back at around sunset, I came next to them to hear them talking and I heard this conversation that they had. She said, I heard my uncle Abu Yasir say to my father, a huwa huwa? He says, they had just gone out to meet the Prophet. And when they came back, my uncle was asking my father, is it really him? Meaning what? Meaning they had heard about the signs of the last prophet. And my uncle had seen the signs. My father had seen the signs. My uncle was asking my father, is it really him? He's the final prophet? Qala, I swear by God it's him. It's him. He's the last prophet. Qala, when he said yes, I told him, do you have evidence? Is it very clear to you? He said, نَعْمُ Yes, I swear by God. He is the prophet. <clears throat> he says, "Okay, then what are you going to do? You admit that he is the prophet and you've seen the signs. What are you going to do? What are you thinking?" <clears throat> he said, "I swear, until the last day of my life, I'm going to fight him." That's how the Jews treated the Prophet. They knew very well, so many verses in the Quran state, they knew very well, they knew him better than their own children, the Quran says, better than their own fathers. But they had this enmity. They had this enmity and jealousy. Why is he not from a Jewish tribe? Why is he not the descendant of Ishaq? He's the descendant of Ismail? Why and why and why? And they know that he is the real Prophet, but from that day he's making an oath that he'll fight him until the last day that he's alive. See from the outset, the Jews had already taken a firm stance against the Prophet knowing that he is the last messenger. So we see some incidents like that. Another incident that we find, Sha'as ibn Qais, he was an old man, a respected member of the Jewish community in Medina. One day he was passing by, the mosque of the Prophet he passed by the Aus and the Khazraj, the two tribes. Remember the Aus and the Khazraj historically would fight. Centuries old battles between them. When he looked at them sitting peacefully, building one community, becoming strong, united, he says, in my heart, I felt this resentment and hatred and jealousy. Why are they becoming successful like that? Why are they united? So he goes and he brings some Jewish youth. He tells them, go and sit with the companions of the Prophet, the Awsan, the Khazraj, and remind them of their historical rivalries. Tell them in so-and-so battle, you did that and you did that and arouse their sentiments. Those who, for example, lost the battle, go add insult to their injury and tell them oh you're the ones who couldn't stand up for yourselves and you let the Aus for example defeat you and say say the same thing to the other side. Now the greatest battle that the Aus and the Khazraj had together was called the Battle of Ba'ath or Yom Ba'ath, that's a day when many many of their noble men were killed and The Aus, they were given victory over the Khazraj. So basically those two youth, by the instruction of this Jewish guy, they went and they sat with the Muslims and they told him, oh let's reminisce, you know, let's talk about the previous battles, remember on the day of Ba'ath when your father did that and he was killed by so and so, and they started to instigate them against one another. And remember, they were new to Islam, It's true that the Prophet brought them to brotherhood but they still had those tribal rivalries deep inside them. So he started to rouse them up until they stood up. They started verbally attacking one another. The companions of the Prophet from the Aus and the Khazraj, they started verbally attacking one another. Then the fight escalated and they said to each other, you know what, we're going to seek revenge for what you did in that battle. And they said, we're going to get our weapons. Let's fight over here and let's settle this. Immediately the Prophet is informed. Your companions are about to go to war with each other. Hurry, come. The Prophet comes. He sees a <laughs> war is about to break out. The Prophet addresses them. The Prophet tells them, the shaitan right now, he's instigating you against one another. You are brothers. In my presence, when Allah has sent me to you and Allah has given you the most beautiful community, now you have the audacity to fight one another in my presence? Shame on you. Don't let the shaitan do this and, and cause this disunity amongst you. So the Prophet gives them words of advice. He calms them down, he calms them down until they realize how they were deceived and fooled by those Jews. So they come to the Prophet, they start crying they declare their repentance and then they hug one another and they ask for apology, that you know we should not have done that, we're brothers, Allah united us with the religion of Islam under the leadership of the Prophet So we see the Jews constantly trying to do things like that, but remember they had signed a document not to do these things, not to harm Muslims, not to attack them, not to instigate them, but every single day they would make a violation. And you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed many many of the verses about the people of the book and condemning the people of the book in reference to those Jews. Let me share with you some uh, examples. Ma'ad ibn Jabal, one of the companions of the Prophet, one day he goes to the Jews and he tells them, remember when we were pagans, you Jews would open your books and you would tell us that soon You'll have victory because God will send his final messenger and that the final messenger will believe in the one God. He's not an idol worshiper. Remember you used to tell us we pagans. Okay, it happened. Exactly as you told us, it happened. He is the messenger now. Why don't you follow him? They said, no, he is not the one. He's a different one that we're waiting for. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals verses in the Holy Quran when they find a book coming to them from Allah which confirms what they have in their books, and before that, they would actually cite these facts in their books. When the mushrikeen would attack them, that's how they found patience. They would say, it's okay, let's just wait, let's just wait some more. God will send that final prophet. Then when finally he brought what they know, Kafarub. They displayed kufr and rejection. So this is one uh, verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the Holy Quran. In another example how they used to challenge the Prophet, Ibn Saluya was Jewish. He tells the Prophet, he tells him, Ya Muhammad, You have not delivered any signs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down this following verse. No, we have given you clear signs, but those fasiq ones, the deviant ones, they will not believe in you. Rafi' ibn Huraimala, he tells the Prophet, if you're really a messenger here in the desert, why don't you cause a river to flow? Let's see some miracles from you. Or, Let's see a book coming down just from the heavens, from the sky. Then we'll follow you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals a verse in the Holy Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them these are the same tactics you Jews used with Musa. You kept challenging him. If you're really a messenger from God, bring down this sign, that sign, this sign. When he did, you still disbelieved. You still did not follow him, you still gave him a hard time. So many, many, many other verses in the Holy Quran were revealed in response uh, to their disbelief. For example, one of those other verses, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi tells them, Why don't you follow me? He said, we will follow our forefathers. Our forefathers were more pious than us and more knowledgeable. So we're going to stay on their path. Allah reveals in the Holy Quran, When they are told to follow what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed, What? They said, No, we'll follow the path of our fathers. So we see them constantly arguing with the Prophet.